0: Uh, let's now turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And we ought to stand to honor the reading of his word, obviously. So I have to read that. Up. Book of Romans, after the book of Acts. Romans 15. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It's only one verse. Romans 15, verse 13. And it says this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. And I will too. I will too because my knees are weak, as most of you know. At least right now they are. Okay. Okay. This time of year, and by the way, I don't always speak of just Christmas this time of year on sermons, but I am, now I am, and there's a reason for that, not just because it's a Christmas time of year, but I believe that right now we need Christmas, very much. This nation right now has been hit hard, not just because of COVID, but because of a certain spirit that has hit this nation. A certain spirit, not a good one. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that. This time of year, the Christmas spirit, emotion, is usually how people feel. There's a Christmas spirit that usually hits. This year, not so much. This last year or so, not near as much, especially this year. Sometimes people are sad and blue around Christmas time. It happens. And that's all right when people have the blues and sad, and we understand that. That's why they have that song that that, uh, people have sung. And Elvis, of course, has his own style on it. I have a blue, 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 blue. You all know it. Christmas without you. The fact is, is you know you remember that. The truth is, is we do sometimes get the blues around Christmas, especially when you've had a loss, a loss around Christmas. I must admit, every year I get to missing certain people more than others. Uh, not because I love people more than others, but you know, it's funny. This year I've had so many dreams about my grandparents. Maybe it's because I've been looking at a lot of pictures and going through them of this church, getting things ready for the. 40th anniversary in January believe it or not but the truth is I'm missing my grandparents a lot this year and my aunt I've had dreams about my aunt LaDonna who taught me Sunday school growing up and I miss her a lot this year I'm missing. she was really great at Christmas time oh boy and I, I really miss them you know And I, but also I remember the first couple years after my divorce that was really really tough on me but you know not so much this year what I gotta say is Christmas spirit has nothing to do with the people that are around you not really But it's very tough when you first lose loved ones. It really is. And there's nothing wrong with that, with with, uh, hurting. In fact, it's necessary in a way, going through that time. We understand that. We know that. And some are jealous of others who have Christmas spirit. We know that, too. When you see people who have Christmas spirit and you just don't quite feel it, you almost get jealous of what they feel. We understand that, too. Some people don't have Christmas spirit. They even hate Christmas, and that's not good. That's not good at all. But there are even some Christians, for different reasons, sometimes with the best intentions that don't have Christmas spirit, and they think that they're doing it because they're trying to be more religious than others. That's not good. That's not good at all, really. In fact, it's wrong. It's really wrong not to try to feel the Christmas spirit, especially they say they think they're doing it for reasons of, oh, I'm not celebrating because it it's got so commercial. I understand that. They may have good intentions. Some of it's cheap intentions, honestly. But some of it is reasons of... Uh, They think because it's got so commercial, and they think that not celebrating Christmas or whatever is a good reason. It's really not because of what we we symbolize Jesus Christ, and we need to celebrate Christmas because of what the symbolism of Christmas really is. And we'll get to that as we go on today. But in reality, we have something else to talk about today. The title of today's sermon is Original Grinch, Original Humbug. Now that may sound kind of funny. You might say, why are you wearing your Grinch tie? Well, I wear it every year. I love this tie. And I love that cartoon. I don't so much care for a Jim Carrey movie. I'll be truthful about it. Uh, he's annoying, but the truth be told and he just is as a person let alone is the character he plays. But that being said poor guy, but that being said uh, I like the cartoon. I like the original book But in truth in truth the Grinch Represents something else different today as we talk about it in truth uh Last week, I spoke about uh, uh, joy to the world. You all remember that? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I know that when I preached a sermon about having joy to the world, I meant that we had to have joy because of the Holy Spirit, the joy that we feel. You saw me, I nearly danced up here. I had so much joy feeling the Holy Spirit, I nearly danced. And the reason is because we are supposed to have joy. And it's not so much of the emotion. But because of the spirit of joy of the holy spirit that we are supposed to let the people see the light of jesus christ in us we're supposed to have that we're supposed to let the world the law see the joy of jesus in us and so today is somewhat of a continuation of last week because we should let people see the joy of jesus shine through us in fact just a moment ago in sunday school we spoke about the light in the darkness we spoke about how people should see the light of jesus christ shine through us through the darkness of this world. It is vitally important. And you may say, but what if I'm not in the Christmas spirit? I understand. It's hard sometimes. We sometimes feel glum and hard, especially if you don't have a lot of money. And you, if you, and by the way, Christmas is not about money. And it's not about the things you can buy. But boy, it does feel good when you can give to people to let them see how much you love them. I know. I know. How many years have I been poor, poor, poor? And I've wanted to give so much to people, but we can't do it. But it's not about what you give, except for the feeling and the love of Jesus Christ. Let them see that. By the way, people love that about you. But what they don't want is for you to walk up to them and say, Humbug! They don't want to see that. They need to see the love of Jesus Christ more than anything else. It's not so much what you give. If you can't give them a Hallmark card, or give them a Hallmark ornament, or whatever else, that's fine. Okay, the Hallmark people may not enjoy it, but we're not about that, okay? The truth is, we should be standing for so much more. If they don't see the love and the glory of Jesus Christ shining through you, then there's a problem. That's what we're truly supposed to be about. The joy of the Holy Spirit needs to be seen in us. Am I preaching the exact same sermon from last week? No, we'll get to that. But it does say in Matthew 5.16, as we said last week, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That is what Christmas should be. Not just Christmas, but every single day of the year. Not just while we're here in the church building. Not just when we're speaking about biblical things. But all things should see the joy of Jesus Christ. Even when we're having a bad day, yes. Let the joy of Jesus be seen in us. That's difficult sometimes, Pastor. I know. There's times when people say bad things and give me certain suggestions. But what do we do then? Give them a suggestion right back. Love you in Jesus' name. That's a suggestion. Not the same suggestion they give to you. Doing to others as you have them doing to you. Not the one they give to you. That's difficult, Pastor. I know it's difficult. I know it is. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. We have to give them joy. Many of us get the Grinchy attitude in this world. We know that. We get a Grinch attitude. I get a Grinch attitude sometimes. You know, when I get a headache, and by the way, I get a headache daily, 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 and hourly. Sometimes I get headaches. I've had all those brain things going on with me and head and pain, and I've had headaches now since I was 14 years old. Bad, bad headaches. Probably worse than you can imagine, or maybe you can. Maybe you've had things like that too. But I get headaches worse than you can possibly imagine. But let me tell you, when I do, my mood goes from ha ha to hoo hoo, and it's bad. But let me tell you, I'm not going to let that destroy the light of Jesus in my life. It's those. Through those headaches, that the light can shine a more because He lifts my spirits when my spirits are down. Okay? Sometimes, for whatever reason, we do have that Grinch like attitude, but many a times, many a times, whatever it might be, whether it be something financial, or whether it might be emotional, whatever reasons that we get Grinchy and not have that Christmas spirit. And by the way, Christmas spirit is not about watching Christmas movies. Really not. Christmas spirit is not about drinking eggnog. Although all that stuff's fun. It's not about making Christmas cookies. That one over there makes a lot of good Christmas cookies. Just did last night. Let me tell you something. It's hard to lose weight when you have a Christmas cookie making machine over there. Oh, let me tell you. She has so much icing just coming out of her veins. And man, I'm going to tell you. it's, It's good stuff. Good stuff. But not good for my veins. I'll tell you something else. All that stuff is fun. All the ornaments, all the stuff on the trees, that's all good fun stuff. Every time you go to a, a store and you hear the songs, they might get on your nerves after a while. Ding, 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 You know what I'm talking about. But here's the thing, that's not all Christmas. That's what Christmas is about. And it might get you in a Grinchy attitude, but if you're not careful, it'll take you to another attitude, another feeling. The humbug feeling. Isn't that one and the same? No. Grinch to humbug is completely different. Humbug is even worse. It takes you almost to hatred and frustration. Hatred towards Christmas. And as a Christian, we can't hate Christmas. We can't. We can't hate Christmas. You may hate certain things about Christmas, the way people behave sometimes. And I told you earlier that some Christians, even with best intentions, feel that we should celebrate because they say, all oh, it's too commercial and all that stuff. But Christmas has intentions. Christmas intentions. And by the way, the world sees those intentions. They know that Christmas represents Christ. They know that. We cannot hate Christmas as Christians. We can't do that. Even if you have best intentions, those people of the world don't know your intentions, and they know what Christmas stands for. You have to, as a Christian, be a symbol of Jesus. So, even with your best intentions, never go around with that humbug spirit. And we're going to talk about where the humbug spirit comes from and the Grinch, the originals, the originals. By the way, I'm not calling you evil if you're not a Christmasy person. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not calling you Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying that you're humbugging at folks or anything like that. I'm not saying you're A green furry folk. I'm not saying that, you Grinchers. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that we need to be very careful not to let the world and their way and their love of other bad things change the symbolism of Jesus that's supposed to shine through us. We need to be very careful. Very careful. So that we can be used of Jesus and not used of the devil to destroy the symbolism of Jesus and this holiday, truly holy day and what it represents. We need to be very, very careful. I've used this so many times, this scripture, but it's true. Think of that when you hear this. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. With Jesus flowing, and this goes, this, this is not the scripture here, but this, with Jesus flowing through us as our Lord and Savior, let the Holy Spirit in our hearts, as our heart grows. If we... Remember that we're not to let this world change the way we feel about this wonderful day of Christmas and what it truly represents Because I realize that the world has hijacked Christmas. I realize that they've hijacked it. I think a lot of times of Santa Claus And I think of the stockings and all the celebrational things and I know I know I know that it has hijacked the holiday. I know that And I don't necessarily agree with all the things but folks Underneath all that, there's still one main meaning behind Christmas. And even though it has hijacked it and done it to sell things, made it commercial, so to speak, still we need to remember the main reason behind it. And the world still knows that the main meaning behind it is Christmas, Christmas. They know that. And so we cannot allow them to destroy our meaning behind it, which is Christ and his day. We have to remember that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy Christmas, too. I still watch all the other day, the movies, and I still enjoy all the other things. I have holly berries. I have all those things around. I enjoy those things. Still, my main joy of it is Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean I'm not going to watch a Santa Claus movie. That doesn't mean I'm not going to watch Rudolph. And I don't necessarily have to have the Bible out while I watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. At the same time, Rudolph is not the reason why I enjoy December the 25th. Okay? That's not because of a little... Uh, stop animation movie about a reindeer with a red nose. That's not the reason. I'm not five years old anymore. My reason of enjoying Christmas is not because of a stocking filled with candy canes. Okay, my reason to join the day is because of a baby in a manger who came to grow and to spread the word of God and die on a cross and die and raise again from the dead. That's my reason. He lives in my heart today and shines through me brighter than any light on a Christmas tree. And I'm sure he does it through you and needs to continue to do so and not allow any grinchy attitudes or humbuggy attitudes to take over us. That's what we need to allow to be. So we might want to ask the question, who's the original Grinch and what is that truly about? Well, the original Grinch is King Herod. I've talked about it to your children and to many other children around the world. I've told stories about it now for about 25 years. The original Grinch is Herod. I've even told the stories, the king who tried it still Christmas. And I've taught that because it's true. I even drew pictures of it looking very much like a Chuck Jones drawing. Of how the king who tried to steal Christmas tried to stop Christmas from happening. Now I'm not saying he did it to stop holidays in the future; he did it for a whole other reason because he was being used of the devil, and we'll get to that soon. It says in John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief does not come to accept, to steal, kill, and destroy, and the main thief being Satan was using King Herod at the time. But now let me finish that verse, John 10:10. 10, 10. A thief comes. Not excuse me. Does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. What does Jesus say in that verse? I came that, that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. You see, Herod, the original Grinch, tried to stop Christmas, but more than that, he tried to stop the life of the Messiah. He didn't do this because he thought, well, someday if I stop this, people will not be celebrating on the twenty-fifth of December. He didn't think about that. He wasn't that forethoughting. He didn't think about that. No, in reality, he was a selfish heathen. Fact of the matter is, Herod became the king of the Jews. And he was only half Jewish. He didn't really. He wasn't really. He didn't have what it took to be the king of the Jewish people. He's half Jewish. He was also Edomian, a descendant of uh, the Edomites. You might say, who are the Edomites? Well, Edom was uh, Esau. That was another name for Esau. Edom means red. That was his name, Edom, his other name. And uh, he was a long-lost cousin of the Jews. He wasn't supposed to be king of the Jews, but he was made that way uh, from Mark Anthony. He was made that way from the people of the Roman Empire. He wasn't supposed to be king of the Jews, but they, they named him that way. So he was uh, he was made king anointed, that is, to be king of the Jews from those people who really had no uh, reasoning to do so. So there he was as king of the Jews and he was so afraid to lose his position of king of the Jews, you know what he did? He decided to kill all sorts of people while he was king of the Jews. kills a lot of people. He killed so many people because he was jealous, because he was afraid to lose his power. You see, that's the thing about power. Once you have it and when you're a jealous sort like like King Herod was, that original branch. He killed tons of people, people who were in power. He would murder them, and he did. Herod executed 45 of the wealthiest people um, in Israel. and took the property that they had because he had greed. He was a very greedy individual. Herod had 10 wives and many, many sons. He even would marry people just because they were Israelites. He wanted to make sure that he thought he could win his way to be literally Israeli, but he wasn't. No matter what he tried, in fact, in in this, afraid that some of his sons would become king, he murdered three of his sons, thinking they were gonna try to take his power. So he killed them and he killed his favorite wife. What a way to say I love you. Not a Hallmark card, murder. How do I say I love you? By killing you, this is what he did. Herod was an evil, vicious, vindictive man. So by the time Jesus Christ was born, He heard the people say that this is going to be the king of the Jews, and so he had him murdered, or so he thought. When he heard this newborn king of the Jews was going to be born, he said, what do I do to keep my kingdom? I've already killed my sons, or at least some of them. I've already killed my favorite wife, so I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have him killed. That's what he's going to do. So Herod tried to steal Christmas, so to speak. King Herod, so-called King Herod, not even legitimately king. King Herod wanted to be king forever. He murdered anyone and everyone that was in his way, even his own children, the three sons I spoke about, and his so-called beloved wife, as I said. It says in Matthew 2, 16 through 18, and I'm not going to go word for word, but it says he killed... All the baby boys under two. Think about that. How many babies were killed? Think about that. We know that it happened. And it happened in Egypt long before that. Babies killed. All because of power. He wanted to keep what he had. This horrible Grinchy man, original Grinch, did this because he wanted. And by the way, this was prophesied that was going to happen. It was prophesied in Jeremiah 31, verse 15. Prophesied that the babies would be killed for this evil, vindictive man. This is not some cute green man, as we see in the Grinch cartoons and things. No, an evil man. You know, even now, recently, there are people who want to stop Christmas from coming. Even now, there are people that Satan uses I don't know if you know about this or not. I recently saw this in the news this week as I was already preparing the sermon. I already had it pretty much prepared. In three major cities, one of them being New York, in three cities, there are three Christmas trees burned. Now, whatever you think of Christmas trees, if you're one who believes Christmas tree is evil, that it's some kind of a, a terrible thing, that it's some kind of Celtic, well, you're wrong. The the Christmas trees were originally brought together. There there were other trees for Celtic reasons. The Christmas tree was not one of them. Christmas trees were made to celebrate Jesus Christ. Three corners of it were to represent uh, the fact of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And they were made to represent Jesus. There were more than one kind of tree, in case you don't know. But these Christmas trees were meant to represent Jesus Christ. And these people have burnt Christmas trees. Christmas trees! Burning them. Now, you may want to know where I heard about this. I've watched it on several different places. However, on most stations, it's talked about trees being burned. But I happened to be passing through on Fox, actually. Uh, not a Christian network, just a Republican type network. And as I was passing by, it caught my attention that it said that Christ was being attacked. Caught my attention. I went to see it, and this individual on there said, Christ is being attacked through a Christmas tree. And it mentioned the fact that through this Christmas tree, these people are attacking a Christian symbol. And it mentioned the fact that whether we believe it or not, Christmas is still a Christian symbol. Now, I was already putting the sermon together keep that in mind. And this was after I already had it typed up and everything. But a Christian symbol is a Christmas tree. Whether you see it that way or not, Christians, listen. Christmas is a Christian symbol. Now, I don't know that some atheists, but one of them definitely was, He attacked the Christmas tree because he thought of it as a Christian symbol and was attacking Christianity, was trying to attack Christ because of the Christmas tree. So no matter what you think of commercialism, remember when you are celebrating Christmas, the symbol is still Christ. And they were attacking the tree because of what it represented to them, which was Christ. Now, I don't know if all of them were that way or if they just thought it'd be fun, but I do know one thing. The Christmas tree itself is a symbol of Christ. They're burning down that tree and by the way, oftentimes people attack you for the same reason. So remember that we are to go around celebrating Christmas and not because your pastor says so, not to sell hallmark ornaments, not because I think you need to go out and buy decorations, not because it makes you a better Christian to put on a Santa Claus hat. No, Not because I'm a Christmassy guy, not because of that, but because people need to know that you are not celebrating Santa or any of that, but you are celebrating the birth of Christ. So don't go around saying happy holiday. Not that I think that makes you unchristianly because the holiday is still Jesus Christ and it's a celebration of all the holidays together, but because we need to let people know that we are not ashamed of the birthday and life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We need to let them know that Christ is our reason for living and we will not let anybody and their heathenistic ways scare us into being ashamed and afraid of celebrating Jesus in our lives and that he lives through us. And I'm not ashamed of him. I'm not going to let any Grinch or anyone else scare me. I'm going to walk around celebrating Christmas, celebrating Christ, and not just in December. Not just in December, but every single day. Jesus Christ lives in me. Amen. We need to beware, not just of that Grinchy way of people, but beware of the humbug spirit. Because it is the humbug spirit that moves the Grinch. It is the humbug spirit. That malcontent, rebellious spirit that tries to Destroy the true meaning of Christmas. Now what is the humbug spirit? Humbug spirit? The humbug spirit that tried to get Herod to do what he did? Well, we'll get to that in a second. That humbug spirit, we know. I think you know who the humbug spirit truly is. We know now who the Grinches are, those who are moved by the humbug spirit. And by the way, even Christians, if they're not careful, can be moved by the humbug spirit. Oh, yes, we can. And by the way, again, this is not about whether you are or are not a big Christmassy type of person. This is not about that. If you're deep into it, wear Santa hats and all that stuff. We're not talking about that. And this is not about whether or not you like to celebrate hugely. We're not talking about that. We're talking about those who are moved by the spirit of malcontent towards uh, and have a rebellious spirit towards the birth of Jesus, the celebration of who Jesus is. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 21-22, very short verses, but they're important. Examine all things firmly, I'll say it again, Examine all things firmly hold on to what is good. Abstain from all appearances of evil. Why do I say this? Because the world knows what Christmas represents. Otherwise, it wouldn't be burning down trees. Otherwise, they wouldn't want to say happy holiday and erase what holiday it really was, what holy day it truly is. Why do you think some lost people even hate Santa Claus? Because they know that Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas, the real guy, Saint Nicholas, was a saint, a Christian. This is why some think he's a religious figure. A fat North Polean elf. Come on. But they think of him as a religious figure and they don't want him around. Why? Because the real guy was a Christian and they don't want that. They think he was a religious figure. They think he's as bad as having a manger. Come on. But this is what some people think. So, we need to make sure we make our stand. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Why am I saying this? Because some people think we need to make sure we get along with the world. We do need to get along with them. This doesn't mean be like them. You can be loving. You can be kind. But don't be ashamed to say Merry Christmas. But it might offend them. Well, True. True. You might offend them, but folks, if you're trying not to offend them by being like them, that's a that's a problem. I'd be more worried about offending God. I don't want to offend the Lord. I don't have to answer to the people in the long run. I've got to answer to God. I am going to say, Merry Christmas. What if that offends someone? Well, and that ain't that a shame. The truth is, is I'm not going to be in their face and be mean, but I'm being nice by saying Merry Christmas. I'm not saying humbug yourself. No, sir. I'm trying to be kind if my handing a candy cane and saying Merry Christmas to someone is offensive, well, good golly, Miss Molly, you got a lot of problems in your life. Colossians 2.8 says, Beware, lest anyone captivate you through philosophy and vain deceit in the tradition of men and the elementary principles of the world, and not after Christ. Let's not get in arguments about it. A lot of people want to talk about these things. Is this this? Is this that? Is this of the Lord? Is this not of the Lord? You know what they're doing. It's a trap. Get away from that. Get away from that. Get back to Jesus. Who cares about their arguments? You know what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep you from the important things of the world. And by the world, I'm talking about the Lord's world and his word. So, the original humbug. Who is he? The devil, Satan. He's the original humbug. He likes to spread the mood. He uh, wants to spread the mood and emotion to kill the true meaning of Christmas. To kill the Spirit. And by the Spirit, I'm not just talking about Christmas, but the Holy Spirit. He does this not just at Christmas time. He does this all the time. Wants to kill the Spirit of the Lord in your life. Have you ever noticed that when you're trying to study the Word of God, everything happens at once. People start calling. By the way, this is not to put anyone down because they don't know. But it's when I'm trying to study that everybody... Everything happens once the news come on. Oh, did you watch the news? Oh, did you see what happened? Hey, did you know? Did you know? Everyone's texting all at the same time. All the stuff of the news happens. It seems like everything happens when you're trying to study. Everything happens when you need and are trying to grow in the Lord the most. If you ever want the twilight zone to hit in your life, just study the Word. You'll see. That's when it's going to happen. Why? Because Satan is going to throw traps in your life. In other words, The devil and the demons try to interfere between the Christians and the connections to the Holy Spirit. And how? Distractions. Oh, distractions. Don't pay attention to that. Hey, don't pay attention. Pay no attention to what God's putting in front of you. Look over here, over here, over here. That's what the devil does. Have you noticed? Don't pay attention to that. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Hey, what I'm trying to say to you is the devil will do anything to get you from paying attention to what God wants in your life and pay attention to everything else. I've noticed that my attention is very short when it comes to God at times because the devil is putting everything else up. Hey, Philip, look, you got 15,000 texts coming through to you right now. Oh, you could look at them later, but don't you think you don't want to be rude? You want to look at them right now? Answer them, answer them, answer, answer No, put that behind you. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get your mind on the Lord and see what God wants you to be and let you grow. This is what the devil does. By the way, those people don't know. They don't know. They're not trying to be a distraction. The devil's using them. It's not their fault. They didn't know. And I'm not telling you to tell people to, to take a leap. I'm not telling you, telling you to do that. Hey, you're being used by the devil. No, 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 no. Don't do that. That's not a very Christmassy thing to do. <laughs> what I am saying is, just put it aside for the moment and come back to them. You'll see. You'll see it all work out. But the devil does do that to us. And here's another distraction. Sadness, anger, even joy. The wrong kind of joy can be a distraction. Anything. But isn't God's will for me to be sad whenever I'm sad? Maybe. But guess what? It can also be a distraction. Our emotions can be a distraction. Our emotions can be a distraction. I'm not saying it's a sin to be sad. I'm not saying it's a sin to be mad. I'm not saying it's a sin to have joy, but I am saying any time that we use it as an excuse not to study, not to praise the Lord, not to do those things, I can't, I just don't feel like it. Well, come on now. See, emotions change. That's the beautiful thing about emotions. They change. I mean, folks, you know what's great about clothes? You can change them. You know what's great about emotions? You can change them like you can change clothes. And if you don't, you're lazy. That's the beautiful thing, too. A lot of times we don't realize we're just being lazy. We can change our emotions too. We just have to work at it. That's all. It can be done. But well, we can change it. And the devil and all his weird little heathens next to him, they want to steal your joy, your spiritual joy that we talked about last week. The devil wants to steal that. He doesn't want you to be joyful. He doesn't want you to have that. It says in James 1, 19 and 20, Therefore, my beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. This is why we are not to focus on the hub feelings of the devil. No. We're to focus on the joy of the Lord and allow that to take over. James chapter 4 verse 17 says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, it is sin. This is why we're not to focus on the negativity of the world and constantly stay in it. This is why when Christmas comes and people want to see the joy of of Jesus, they look to a Christian. But if they see that Christian sucking their thumb in a corner, humbugging all over the place, it's not the greatest example of Jesus. We're to have the true Christmas spirit. Now this is not truly found in Christmas uh, cookies, candy cane. It's found in the Holy Spirit and the joy and the promises. We're to say humbug to the humbug spirit of Satan. That's what we're to do. But some people look on the outside. Sometimes all the world can see is a symbolism, even the physical things. Now, I would love to tell you that's the only reason why I wear Santa hats at times. And ties and other things. It's not. I'm a nerd. I like all that stuff. And guess what? I don't care who knows it. I don't really care what other people think about it. I don't. I was, I was insulted for many years as a pastor, as a minister, and even as a human being for being nerdy. I don't care. I'm happy doing it. You know why? Because that's what I find joy in. And not just that, I would rather people see and know that I'm happy and celebrate Christmas and the joy that truly represents of Jesus Christ than people to think, I wonder how he's feeling. No, no, no. I might be paper thin in that emotion, but you know what? The world can see how I feel. This is why I'd rather I'd rather let the joy be seen inside and out than just a smidge on the inside. Let them know where you stand with Jesus. Let them know that the light of Jesus is on the inside and on the out. Don't be ashamed to let people see that light. Don't let people control you. Don't let that grinch spirit take over you and overshadow the shine of Jesus Christ within you. Don't let the humbug spirit design where you're going. Don't let that humbug spirit overtake you. Because by the way, if you let the Grinch spirit come over you, and I'm talking about being like Herod, or if you let that humbug spirit of Satan start to overcome your shine, which it will, if you start listening to the world, before long, you're going to change exactly the way you are. You're not going to find much of the ways of Christ in you. You're not going to do it on purpose, but you'll find that you change completely, one by one. We're not to be like that. It says in Galatians, chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, and by the way, I'm not going to read it all the way through, but I'm just going to tell you what it talks about. It talks about having the fruit of the Spirit. I, I mention this a lot because it's true, and it can be seen all year long if we allow it to grow in us. The fruit of the Holy Spirit should be seen in us. Now, what are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, that Godly love, Godly love. Love, joy. Oh, yes. got to love the fruit of joy. Not the the fruit of humbug. That's not in there. That's rotten. <laughs> we don't want that. It's fruit of love, joy, peace. Oh, yes. Peace. We're to have peace. Peace knowing. The peace of God. We're to have patience. Be patient. That's all through the Holy Spirit. Gentleness. Be gentle with the people over the world. Be gentle. Goodness. Faith. Meekness. Self-control. Self-control. That self-control comes to the Holy Spirit. It's not that we have control of self, but through the Holy Spirit. These are fruits, fruits that are given to us. Now, you know, there's a certain Christmas movie that talks about the fruit of the month club. Now, maybe you watch watched it, maybe you haven't, but I'll tell you this. You get something that's far beyond the fruit of the month club. This is a fruit of the Holy Spirit that comes to you daily, hourly, minutely. If you need that fruit of the Spirit, it's there for you. Whatever you need, that meekness is there for you. It's there for you. Self control, fruit of the Spirit. It tells you all sorts of things in the Bible that can help you with the Christmas Spirit, the true Spirit, the Holy Spirit. It says, Yet the hour is coming, and this is in John 4 23 through 24. Yet the hour is coming, and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. Colossians 3, 16 and 17. And Colossians says a lot of great things. Colossians 3, 16 and 17 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Boy, there's nothing like the Christmas spirit when you're celebrating the Lord God, knowing that he has given you the greatest gift of all time. Colossians 3, back to that again. 23 through 24 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. You guys have received the greatest gift, the Messiah, that the Jewish people had waited for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And when the Lord Jesus came, suddenly there was peace, there was joy to the world. And when I think of the joy to the world, Think about that message. The shepherds went around spreading joy to the people of the land around them, knowing that the joy, the peace, the Messiah had finally come and that Messiah is to shine in you. And even though there was a Grinch trying to destroy that Messiah and the birth of that Messiah, know this, that no matter what that Grinch tried to do or the humbug Satan going through him, it could not be done. And though there are Grinches all around in this world now trying to destroy Christmas, and there are humbug, the humbug Satan is still trying to do it, he cannot destroy what Christ has done, and if we allow it, that Christ, that Messiah, that light who will shine through us, will reach all the people in our lives, will reach all the people in our society, if we shine through no matter what Christmas tree they try to destroy, no matter what light they try to tear down, the light Jesus will shine through us and shine to us in the hardest times of our lives. Amen. It says in 2 Timothy 2.15, to study, to show ourselves approved by God, a workman who need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, because that word of truth shines in us, and as it says in the book of John, that Jesus Christ is the word. He is the word. He is a word that came into the world and we know that. We know that. As it says in Titus 2, 11, 13, what great words these are. Oh, great words. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly desires, we should live soberly, righteously, and in godliness in the present world as we await the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He will be back again someday, but right now he lives within you as well. We need to remember that. Now, the sermon title today may seem strange. We talk about the original Grinch, and original Humbug. But we can see that Satan, the original Humbug, Use that original cringe King Herod. And I tell you, there's nothing funny about the thought of all those babies being killed. Nothing funny at all. The fact that there are even babies today being murdered. That's a horrendous thought. But folks, just like there are babies being murdered today, there are also lives that can be changed today. Lives Many, many lives are going to be changed today. Lives that Christ can change by speaking to people in your life. Bringing them to him. Not because you have power, but because the power of Jesus shines through you. We can let the Holy Spirit speak to us and through us. You might even think, I don't know how to do that. Well, part of it is we can be quiet and listen to what Jesus Christ wants us to say. And when the Holy Spirit takes over, you feel it. Because there's going to be words coming out of this that's not your own. and You're going to know it. And if you will allow, first of all, study, study, study. Read. Let your life be changed. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, you'll be amazed at what God can and will do through you. Let that light shine. But whenever the devil, and he will try, When he tries to get you to feel Grinch-like or humbug-like, and you'll try that. You know it. You've probably felt that before. When he tries to get you to feel that way, by all means, pray. Pray, pray. Pick up the word. These sermons may sound strange, but I'm not trying to get you to be in the Christmas spirit. No, I'm not. I'm trying to get you to let Christ change so that you will know that people of the world know what Christmas truly really is. And that you need to allow them to see that you know what it is. Because they're looking towards you. They're looking towards you to see Christ shining through you, especially this time of year. They're blue. They're having a blue Christmas. They're blue. And they need to see Christ shining through Why are people down right now? Because they don't have hope. But you have that hope living in you. You are in a specific time right now. That's why God put you here. specific specific time right now. To bring people to Christ. Letting them see the hope of Jesus Christ. You may say, I'm not good enough to do this. Hey, it's not about you. It's about He who lives in you. Okay? That's what we need to remember. And I'll close by reading 1 Peter 2, 41-22. For to this you were called, because Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example, that you should follow his steps. He committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Let God lead us and shine through us. Let us now bow in prayer. Dear precious heaven, Lord Jesus, we pray right now that if any of us today find ourselves feeling down this time of year, we know there are reasons for it. We know that. We know that emotionally we may feel down for a specific reason, maybe even a good reason that we've been able to tell ourselves. But Lord, we also know that we are surrounded by a world that doesn't see hope and light, or maybe they're even celebrating certain holidays for the wrong reasons material reasons or other things, but Lord, I pray that you will give us the truth and the light so that we can shine, Lord, for people around us, not us, but you through us. And I pray, Lord God, that we will celebrate your birthday, Lord Jesus, that we will, Lord, allow you to shine so that all the world can see you. And Lord God, I pray right now that if we are suffering from the Spirit's like we've just spoken, Grinch-like or Humbug-like, that we will not allow that anymore, but that you will shine, Lord Jesus. That your spirit be felt. Lord, I pray if there be anyone watching right now who do not know you. That there be anyone right now who knows they need to call out to you that they will do so, praying into your name, asking you to wash away their sins, knowing, Lord, that they are bound for hell, knowing that there is no other way than to heaven, Except for you, Lord God, who was born into this world, absolutely perfect, lived a life perfect of sin, no sin at all, dying on a cross, and rising from the grave three days later. Lord, I pray that they will know if they pray unto you with absolute faith that they will be saved by your grace, and that they will go to heaven when they die. I pray for the ill, and I pray, Lord God, for the spiritually. I pray this in your holy name, Lord God. Amen.